Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down to Biscay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome in to Ethan Skolnick's Starting Nine here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Need to make sure that I plugged in there. I'll be here a couple times this week. We're just going to take viewer questions with occasional guests. Our producer here is Manny Chang. He's posting up the comments. Any Super Chat stuff, Manny knows. Get that up right away. We are going to answer your questions throughout the course of this show. I'm going to have Greg Sylvander joining me here in a couple of minutes. Make sure you check out the episode of Five on the Floor that I did with Brady and Alex last night. Thanks to Quarterdeck for hosting us. Had a good time. Uh, thanks to some of the sponsors for coming out as well. We do want to tell you about the great fantasy partner, of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at prizepicks.com use the code five. I made a little money there over the weekend. Uh, go to prizepicks.com, use that code five F I V E, get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You don't need to play it all at once, though, and you don't need to just play it on NBA. If you're an MLB NHL fan, you can do it there as well. Prizepicks.com is the easiest platform, it's the easiest also to get your money, uh, which is something that's important when you're playing these fantasy and gambling games. Um, and also, you can play two, three, four, five players together. Uh, we will have the props up later today, uh, David, David, and I, on some of the night games as we send the Nets off to Cancun. But, again, you see how easy it is. Uh, it's a great app. And, again, we've got people signing up every day. There's a reason for it. All right, I'm going to get to Greg here in a second. But make sure you use that code 5. Manny, put it up there. Um, we're going to get to Greg here in a second. But, uh, you know, just some stuff to kind of unpack from last night and then get get the viewer questions ready you know, that we didn't get to that much. And, and I posted this on our off the floor feed today. To me, the best sign of a well-coached team is transition defense because that shows you effort, organization, all of those things. It is easy. Well, not easy. We've seen at times it's been a struggle. Uh, but it's easier to scheme up when things are set, okay? But when there's chaos... People think, okay, well, the coach doesn't have anything to do with that. No, the coach has everything to do with that because the way that he has schooled his team behind the scenes to match up, to make sure there are no easy opportunities, to give effort on every play, that shows up in transition defense. The Hawks had zero fast break points last night. Zero. So we're going to talk about some of the specific matchups, rotations. I know people want Oladipo to play 48 minutes because if you extrapolate, I guess what he played for seven minutes in the first half, they were plus 20. Multiply that by what? Roughly seven. So they would have won the game by 140 points if Oladipo played. Is that the logic here? You know, we'll talk about all that. But I, I just want to get into the fact that was an exceptionally, exceptionally well-schooled team that played in Atlanta last night. Like that was, there was 
no mess, okay? And it needs to be the same for game five. It needs to be exactly the same for game five because, look, Philadelphia is going to close out Toronto most likely, most likely tonight. It's just kind of the way that this is trending. You know, we thought the Raptors would put up a fight, maybe more of a fight, but Scotty Barnes is not healthy. And so I would expect, you know, you're getting too many precious Achua minutes down the stretch of games. Philly's probably going to close that thing out. And they want to get it out, uh, closed out because the, the less that, not that he's supposedly can't make it worse. Good morning, Holland. The less that that uh, Embiid exposes, you know, his hand in extra games, the better. So they're going to try to close this thing out tonight. They probably will. And obviously we're going to see, it is tonight, right? I believe it's tonight. Uh, I know that the, the Brooklyn series is tonight. And so these teams are going to start moving on. The Heat need to do the same thing. They need to finish this thing. There's no need to go back to Atlanta. No need. All right, we're going to bring Greg on here. We're going to get to some of the comments, the questions that come in. Greg couldn't join us last night. Blame IT. Greg, I think your company was, as Greg pops in here, Manny, throw him in here. Uh, I think your company, they need to use CPT of South Florida. Uh-huh. <laughs> CPT-Florida.com. Although you're not in Florida, so I don't know. I'll have to no. TJ. No, like it, I had, I actually had an Ethan moment with technology and my computer went into power saver mode because it hadn't been charging for so long. Cause I was traveling and I, you know, was just couldn't, didn't plug it in. And so anyway, that's a story for another day. I am here now, uh, excited to finally start to get back in the swing of things as Miami took a three, one lead, ton of stuff to talk about. Maybe something in your open there that I heard that I don't necessarily agree with, but we can get to that. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, by the way, Alejandro, I only had six wings last night, but I did have some buffalo shrimp over at Quarterdeck, uh, so that was good. Thank you, Duncan, and we'll, we'll sure we'll talk about Duncan here as well. All right, uh, what what do you before we get to other comments? What do you not necessarily agree with? Um, I don't agree with what was it that I didn't agree with? Bear with me here. Now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, what the heck did you just? Oh. I'll come back to it. Go continue. Right. And I, I'll, I'll blitz us in. All right, let's go to it. Aaron. Uh, is it fair to say that PJ has been the second best player for the heat this series? Uh, he was the second best player last night. Um, he was the best player in the third quarter of game three. And he was pretty damn good in the first two. And I just want to say again, he was worth a first round pick. Uh, that, 61, he's Aaron, 61 and a half percent from three in this series. And yeah, and that's just part of it. I mean, again, it, it's it's the tone that he's set in this series. You know, he, he has he's made it clear this team's not going to back down, and and that that's the mentality they went in with last night. And you know, I, again, the more post ups and all that, that's going to come and go. But it's just his general demeanor with his team, and I, I keep coming back to it. Like, if Milwaukee gets through the next round, and I, we'll get to a second. If Milwaukee gets through, and that's going to be a challenge without Middleton, if they don't have him 100% healthy for the Boston series, I don't think they're beating the Celtics. So, But if they do, uh, the P.J. Tucker absence is going to be felt against the Heat in an Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, you know, that was the, the masterstroke of that addition was that it was also a subtraction from your biggest, what you thought was your biggest rival. Although, again, I, I think right now, if I had to bet on it, I would say without a healthy Middleton, it's probably going to be Boston that comes out of the other side of the bracket. What's the thing you didn't agree with? You see, this is what the Sixers do to me. I don't agree that the Sixers are going to wrap that series tonight. Oh. It's at 8 o'clock on NBA TV. You're right. It is today. Okay. Um, I think the Raptors are extending that and Doc with a 3-1 lead. And who <laughs> could, if there was ever going to be a team to blow a 3-0 lead, it is that team and their 
frail menta- mentality. So, well, I wanted Chris Paul to take a three-one lead yesterday just so they could blow that because I, I, I feel like Harden, Paul, Rivers, like they're all yeah. going to blow those leads. You, mm. you got two of them on one team. Uh, here's why I think I think they close it out. Uh, I, and, and you know, I'm I'm no fan of what the Sixers have put together, with the exception of you know, I'm in love with Tyrese Maxey. But but other than that, um, I, I I just I think you look at the Raptors and how thin they are, and I just think that you know, the challenge of just having to win that one game against the Sixers, I, I have trouble seeing them summit it again. They didn't really come into the playoffs with enough bodies, and then Trent's been in and out. Barnes now is hurt. Van Vliet, is he playing? I don't know. He left in the third quarter. So especially their shooting, they're very thin on shooters. Like we saw that against Miami with a game that Gary Trent didn't play. I, if if they don't have all of their shooters, they're not beating Philadelphia there. So uh, but, that that would be my. I, I know the Sixers are chokers, but I well, I don't it, I don't see it. Truthfully, like the choker thing is like the fun stuff to talk about. And to all of our viewers, we're not going to spend this much time on Sixers Raptors, so we're just going to get this out of the way now. Um, I feel like uh, Embiid, he's one swipe in the post away. Mm-hmm. From like mm-hmm. having the type of pain that where he can't continue to play because that's essentially what he's just doing, relying on his pain tolerance. So I just don't know. Like that's that's a precarious way to go about a game. Um, I'm not saying they're going to aim to hurt him or nothing like that, but it's easy to get hit in the hand in the midst of the post basketball game that he has. So uh, I don't know. I, I just think that that's a weird series now. Who on the Heat's going to swipe at the hand? Oh, Dwayne Dedman is going to take a good one. <laughs> I mean, I think we are we can agree on that one, right? Uh, um, it might it might be PJ, but yeah, it, it, PJ it too. Be. Kyle with a swipe in there, you know. Uh, yeah, it might. Well, Kyle though has to be able to go back to Philadelphia. Uh, this comes in from Raziel the Great. I also love the continued disrespect, disrespect, complete disregard for what we're doing nationally. Well, look. I've said this, uh, or others have said this to me when I've complained about this. And like I joked this morning that the Nets are going to join the Lakers and the Knicks and ESPN in Cancun for their own little series starting tonight. Uh, I guess it'll be around Robin. But the, the, the thing that people have said to me is you don't want the national media talking about the Heat. And the reality is we saw that with the Skip Bayless thing. You don't want them talking about the Heat. They have not uh, followed this team the entire season. So basically when they talk about them, they're simply just making stuff up. And, and I know that, you know, we had some fun with Spolster being combative last night with one of the locals, but it's not just the locals. I, I, I He's doing that for the Nationals. He's doing oh, that totally. uh, because he's tired of these narratives. And look, they see it too. And, you know, they, just nobody understands anything about this team. I mean, I you know, the, the, the Jimmy Oladipo thing, as I told you here on starting nine, we said on five on the floor was complete and utter bullshit. And, and I, I don't have a problem with, well, I do because I don't watch it. Okay, unless I'm forced to, or I'm in a place where there's nothing else on. Um, but I, the the you know the carnival barker stuff with the outrageous opinions, you know, to feed the ESPN you know loop, okay, on a daily basis that Stephen A. does, like it's annoying. But that's different than what Bayless did. Bayless has no information and invented information and pitch you should two be guys pulled off the air other. for shit like that. Yeah. Seriously. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. To pit two guys in the midst of a playoff run when there's none of that drama being spoke of, and like that's where you take a series where Miami had control at that point. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that 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 that's exemplifies everything that I think Heat fans get frustrated with and why they're so loud about uh, the coverage. And to your point, it's better when they just shut up because they're so dumb. Like yeah. uh, there was one guy that like 
still didn't know who Bam Adebayo was in a recent broadcast. I'm not even going to say who his name was or what broadcast. Because that was, that was a coward Um, one. No, it it was, there was a three man crew and uh, it was an older gentleman who didn't know who he was. And I'm blanking on his names because that's what I'm doing this morning, apparently. But you know, so let them, let them sleep. We're, we're coming. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a list of carnival barkers and others who who don't know anything about the team. I think it's more frustrating when people who should know better, the Hollingers of the world, etc., uh, you know, have the terrible takes. Uh, but let's we're gonna get more comments coming in. So Manny, throw them in here. But I, I think one thing we should talk about that we really didn't get into a ton on five of the floor last night is Tyler um, and Richard. Hold that, Ricardo. Hold that comment because we're gonna get with that one next. Uh, are you, I mean, he, he's, he's, he looked okay defensively last night. Like he's engaged in that way, but just offensively, he's just out of rhythm, right? Like what, yeah. what's going on there? Uh, to me, this is, you know, likely just a stretch where he's a little uncomfortable. Um, maybe, um, you know, just not shooting as well as he normally would. But if you look at, you know, kind of the other parts of his game, they've stayed consistent with what he normally does. He stayed engaged on defense. He's had a good, he's had a moment in terms of that he played well. I know that they lost that game, yeah. Um, but like he, he did score and play well in that game. So to me, I'm not as concerned. I think that this is a, a good warm up series and, it's kind of, this is what happens with this team. And I think that we are waiting for the moment when every single piece clicks at the same exact moment, Mm -hmm. but they've made it through this season as a one seed, as a team that's now up three, one in the first round with these different guys kind of Mm -hmm. coming in and out. And sometimes it's Jimmy, although in this series, it's always been Jimmy. Sometimes it's Bam. Sometimes it's Kyle. Sometimes it's Tyler. So I think that this stuff will eventually you know, the, the rising tide will lift his boat as well. Uh, the Sixers present a different challenge if that's who they end up playing. So um, obviously I want Tyler to play good. Like I, I am a Tyler hero fan, but I'm not concerned of it yet. There's also like the, the issue with like minutes and like the way last night went and he kind of just wasn't involved as much, but they didn't need him to be. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not. Well, I will say this. I, I was like, he, he's their only negative in the series, and it, it's by a significant amount. Like I that that that's the thing. Like we talk about the floor game, and yeah, on, on like I test, he looks fine defensively. Like he's competing, but you know he hasn't been out there for any of their good runs uh, this entire series, and he's been yeah. out there for all the bad ones. I mean, it's it's stark. I mean, if you look at Jimmy's, and again, it's four games, so it's a small sample size. But if you look at Jimmy's plus minus. You look at some of the uh, Gabe's plus minus some of the others on the team. And then you look at Tyler's he's clearly, clearly the outlier right now. So I, I, I think, I, well, I, I think being, he's going to be okay, but I, I would like to see him have one game here before this series is over with. I agree. And a closeout game would be particularly good to see. Him he's also probably going to get the six man of the year award tomorrow. Yeah. That's and my accept game. the trophy before the game. Um, yeah. But you know what skews this also for Tyler from just a box plus minus perspective, which, you know, we can it's a directional statistic at, you know, at this stage, he was minus 21 in game three in a one point loss. Like, how do you even do that? Uh, that well, and, just... and last last night, last night, too, because, you know, I mentioned the Oladipo number. He was in there for Tyler. Um, I don't know what Tyler ended up with, but it was it was not great. I mean, I so. I do think it's something to monitor. I, I do want to get to some questions here, though. Let's throw Richards back up there, and we'll get to some more. Um, 
Do you think Victor in the spot in the rotation last night? No. And and, and I, I'm not I'm not saying this because we don't want Vic to succeed or because there's not a role for Vic going forward. There is. But the role is what we saw last night. The, the role is that they need a jolt, maybe because somebody's out or the game breaks a certain way and you go to him. I, I just don't think right now I, – I know everybody's like, well, he scored 20, he should be in the rotation. He scored 40, he should be in the rotation. He did that last night. He should be in the rotation. I, I just, I, this is not even my personal opinion. I just don't think that's the way Spolster's viewing this. I think the way Spolster's viewing this is, you know, he said last night there is no rotation. That's not true. He's not, he's not playing Haywood Highsmith in big minutes. Okay. But, 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 but I do think there's a little bit more flexibility here based on the game. He threw out a lineup last night that made no sense. And it's the lineup that went on the run. He put, he put Vic out there with Jimmy, again, who hates him. Uh, he put Vic out there with Jimmy and Gabe when we thought it would be Vic or Gabe. And he had yep. Tucker out there as the five. Like five. that lineup has not played a minute together the entire season. It was like a throw bleep at the wall type lineup that went on a 20 to nothing run. That's the way this is going. I think he just views it like I have this piece and I have this piece and I have this piece. And I'm going to try to get certain combinations together. That's why we still see Tyler coming in for Jimmy. That's by design in the first quarter, but then beyond that, it's just, okay, we're going to go where the game goes. And I think the thing with Vic is it's hard to see where his automatic fit is with this team. I think there are situations, there are combinations that he will work in and he's earned trust, right? But it's, I don't think it's okay. Vic's going to come off the bench at this time. Like Tyler comes off the bench at this time. I just don't think that's going to happen yet. Not at all. And like, this is the other thing about this roster that's so beautiful is that um, that parts are that interchangeable and everyone has had to step up and then step back, step up and then step back that everyone's kind of used to this now. Like it's yeah. the norm. And um, so that's the way that they're, they're going to use Oladipo. I don't think that this was a springboard for him to be in the the top eight when Kyle is back necessarily or anything like that. But again, there could be situations where he could be called upon. And I think that there's all kinds of guys that end up in those roles. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where Depot's at, you know, until further notice, you know, until further notice. I'll say this. And again, I don't know how many baseball fans there are on the string or how many are old enough to remember this. But it, it reminds me a little bit of Jack McKeon in the 2003 baseball playoffs with the Marlins, where Jack did some stuff that we were like, what? Like, seriously, like you're going to. With the middle relievers or something? Some, or am I not remembering that correctly? Um, it, it was it was relievers, but it was also like, we're going to pinch hit for Mike Lowell, who was one of their best. <laughs> That's leaders. right. Mordecai. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then Mordecai hit a home run. There was like all of this crazy stuff that he did. And we were like, crazy Jack's done it again. And it all worked. And, and and I feel like to a certain degree, although I feel like Eric is more in charge of his faculties than Jack was at that stage. Okay. <laughs> okay? Even even with the gold chain and the gray hair and, and everything else that, that Eric's and this reading glasses that Eric, I'm, I'm watching myself age as I'm watching Eric age. 
since I remember when we were 27 and 24 years old and, and I'd see him out on the road. Uh, but it, it's, it's just, he's just like, he's got pieces and he's like, I'm going to throw this piece. I'm gonna throw, and last night it was the Vic piece. I'm not entirely sure he planned on playing Vic that much. Now I, I know he got like a late warm up, and we had, uh, I think Josh Moser was there from channel seven. He noted that Vic worked out later than usual on the court. And it seemed like he was going to play. But he was the 10th man. He wasn't the 8th man. He wasn't the ninth man. He was the 10th man. And he was kind of after Caleb. And he was kind of thrown in there to change the base. Like, I don't think it was intentional or or planned that Duncan Robinson wasn't going to play basically in the entire second half until garbage time when he came in and hit a three. But that's what happened. He played six minutes and he came in and played like a minute or two later. I I think Jimmy's going to get his minutes. Bam is going to get his minutes. PJ is going to get the majority of his minutes. Tyler's going to get his minutes. And beyond, and Kyle, when he plays, is going to get his minutes, and that's it. Like that, the rest of this stuff, you're throwing this into a mix. And Brady has made that point repeatedly. They they don't. That's why I think Eric is saying, like Eric, for those of us who follow the big three, and we're like, okay, this is when Norris and 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 uh, and Birdman and Battier and Allen were coming off the bench at this time with these. I just don't yeah. think that's this team. Like I I think I, we've been pushing for it. I don't think that's what it is. Um, I'm going to let you take the next one. Throw another question up there, Manny. Well, we've kind of hit that one, but Holland, that's, I, 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 I yeah. think uh, on Tyler, I, I think it's, as we said, I think it's um, somewhat situational. And I think sometimes he, you know, guys go through a rut. Like he's just not, he's not shooting the ball particularly well. I, I thought he's been taken out of his game a little bit by some of the combinations the other night when they had him playing basically the three, with Gabe and Kyle, I don't think that's a great fit for him. Like, I, I, it's part of that. All right, I'll go to this one. This is an interesting question. Who's more important in the Philly series, Lowry, Bam, or Tyler, Greg? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say um, you got to go Bam because of the Embiid matchup, and he would have to step up. But truthfully, just for drop killer moments, Tyler has to be in that conversation. So it's really an offense-defense thing, and I can do that in the playoffs, damn it. So on offense, it would be Tyler. On defense, it would be Bam. Well, I think we saw with Tyler that they're going to actively hunt him. Uh, right. And You're they right. did the or last He has to offset time. that with his offense, I guess, is where I'm going, because I don't see him necessarily staying in front of Tyrese Maxey too much. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Can Max do it, or we're going to see Vic? Because th- that is... They're going to go into that matchup. No disrespect to Harden, however much I may show here on our various channels. Uh, they're going to go into that matchup knowing they have to control Tyrese Maxey. They're not going to forget what happened the last time up there. What, what makes Philadelphia a little bit more dangerous to me lately, um, you you know that I don't think Tobias Harris is a max player. I don't I either. Neither of us think so. But but I will say this: he's played pretty well in this series. Like he's 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 played he's played big which he doesn't always do. And he's, he's been pretty good defensively um, in terms of at times on Siakam, um, you know, in, in the times that I've watched it and, and he can be a little bit of an X factor, although we know that the heat will probably make him inefficient. But, but I, I think that Maxi is, is the, I think Maxi is the guy there. Well, MB's going to get his, but Maxi's the guy I think they're seriously concerned about. Just to, to close the loop here. Cause you talked about um, in the open, uh, you know, all the things that they've done defensively to just, um, you know, kind of blanket this team, take them out of their offense. Uh, Look at Trey Young, like his averages in this series. They've essentially honed in on him. So it'll be interesting against Philly, to your point. Is Maxi the guy that they hone in on? Uh, Because like honing in on Embiid when he has a torn ligament in his thumb, I don't know. I think maybe you see how good he can play and how much he can get. 
Uh, and you don't, it's not James Harden. So to your point, then maybe it is Tyrese Maxey. I think it may be, although they, they are, look, again, we disrespect the Sixers. They're better than the Hawks. I mean, they have a lot more options than the Hawks. They got a lot more places they can go. Um, it's not going to be an easy series. All right, this comes from Ricardo. Do you think Spo will find minutes for Keith? See, this is what we're talking about, and it's a fair question. I mean, we haven't even discussed Markeith Morris because they're so deep. It's just hard to see where without an injury. Uh, injury, I, you know, yeah, that's the only uh, way. And and I I think in the next matchup, you know, Deadman is going to play. Like I'm, mean, and that's the thing. So, you know, in a Boston series, I'm thinking. I mean, they're now that Robert Williams is back. Grant Williams plays on the perimeter a lot. Can Markeith chase him oh. out there? If PJ Daniel gets Tice. hurt, the only path Keith has is if PJ can't play because then they have to kind of adjust yeah. slightly the way that they're what they're for, if we're going to call them a four, is going to be doing on the court and he becomes more of an offensive fit, et cetera. So, like, that's where I think that's the only opportunity Keith has to get in the rotation right now. All right, we're going to take some more questions here before we close in the last five minutes. Before we do, He's actually texting me right now. That's how big a Heat fan he is. Our friend Danny, 305-484-4429, all pro construction builders. Make sure you check them out on Instagram, all the great work that they do. Here's the thing. We know in South Florida, hurricane season, doesn't matter if it's April, May, March, June, whatever. It's around the corner, okay? So you got to protect your home or business. Reach out to all pro construction builders. Do business with a local company with locally made products, American-made products, family-owned and operated. Danny will take care of you. Also, you get a free estimate no matter what. But if you mention five reasons, you also get a 10% discount. Okay, so get the impact windows and doors for whether it's your house or your commercial property. All Pro Construction Builders, state-certified, licensed, and insured general contractor. Here's the phone number again, 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. 29 and again mention five reasons you get a 10 percent discount and look they'll, they'll service miami-dade monroe and also broward county all right let's get to some more comments here or questions we'll do this here in the last few minutes okay so let's let me address this from alan let, let me let me address this because uh, this is throw it back up again i want to read it yeah isn't oladipo better than duncan vincent and martin as a, as a basketball player, yeah. an all-around basketball player, particularly when he's at least 75% healthy, yes. I, His I don't 2K think anybody, rating is definitely higher, Ethan. No question. I, he was the number two pick of the draft for a reason. He's a two-time all-star for a reason. He's better. He's a better basketball player. But that's not what we've been trying to say here for months is that's not always what it's about. It's about fit. And, and I know that people get upset at me about saying that, but Eric Spolster is thinking about fit. He's thinking about who he plays best with. Look, it worked last night, okay? But Oladipo and Jimmy, and it's nothing to do with personal differences because they have none, uh, it, but Oladipo and Jimmy do some duplicative things on the court. Now, maybe over the course of an offseason where Vic is healthy and a training camp and you work on those things, that you can go to that consistently. But right now, considering the circumstances, remember, they tried Vic. He tried to put Vic into the rotation. It it bombed, okay? It wasn't the only reason they went through struggles during that period of time, but it was one of the reasons to the point that, and I think this is where, you know, that idiot on Fox, you know, Bayless got, you know, extrapolated from this situation because he doesn't know the specifics of it. There was a conversation between Eric Spolstra and his leaders, one of which was Jimmy Butler, and there was a discussion about rotation issues and starting lineup issues. And one of the things that was discussed was 
the Vic thing's not working right now. Let's go back to what was working, which was mostly Gabe and Caleb. And then the one tweak was we're going to put Struess in the starting lineup and bring Duncan off the bench. So like the Jimmy tweak, right? The Jimmy tweak. And that doesn't mean Jimmy doesn't like Vic, but it was in consultation with Jimmy and Kyle and bam. Okay. I meant the max more max. Well, he wanted more max, right? But he also wanted, he also wanted the guys who had helped them get to a certain point. Again, not just Jimmy, the others and, and Spo agreed. Okay. That getting Gabe and Caleb back to rotation minutes. So you talk about the three guys in there, Robinson, uh, Gabe and Caleb, I mean, the team has kind of made a collective decision that right now that those guys fill a role for them. I'm not saying that Vic can't have a role in the playoffs. I just don't think it's going to be just because he's better. You throw him out there. Look, we still with the Lakers this year. We see it with the Nets. Just putting better players on the court together doesn't mean you win. Sometimes it has to fit. Earl Sadie, Vic is more efficient defensively than Duggan. Look, there's no disagreement on that. Okay. Vic has come off the injury looking really good defensively. And but he also does not create the space on offense that Duncan does. And I, I know that we talk gravity. It's a real thing. I, it is a real thing. And I've had side conversations with Spolster where he's literally explained it to me. Uh, Vic doesn't create that kind of gravity. Now, he does create some. I will say this in transition. I noticed this like and others notice this. You have to account for Vic. Yeah. And, and that is creating other opportunities for them in transition. But in the half court. If Vic is standing in the corner and Duncan is on the move, the gravity is going to go to Duncan, not to Vic. Okay. For sure. Right. So Vic needs to be out there, in my view, mostly. I know it worked last night, but mostly without Jimmy and or Kyle and with other shooters. That but that's a different rotation. And when Kyle's back, it's harder to get to that rotation. So nobody is questioning. I, I don't want anybody to think I'm mocking anybody's basketball acumen by saying. That, or that I'm I'm gonna sit here and say Vic is is not as good a basketball player when 80% healthy as Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, or Caleb Martin. There there was a reason that those three guys were undrafted. Okay, and Vic was the number two overall pick. But and I'll get to Adam's comment here in a second. But but I just think that it, 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 again you have to understand they're tr- he, Eric is trying to put puzzle pieces together, and they since he's kind of gone back to a more regular rotation, they've lost one game they've been trying to win. Okay. They've lost one. They're nine and one. They lost the game against Orlando that Vic had 40, but I don't count that game because they were not the the games they've been trying to win. They've won nine out of 10. I'm going to trust Eric on this. All right. Go back to the comment. From Adam. Thank you. Kyle comes back or even now could see spell rolling out a lineup of Vic. Okay. Hold on. Vic, JB, Bam, Kyle, Gabe, and PJ. Well, I don't think it'll be PJ. There's not enough space in that lineup. So, Against Philly, I mean, there's there's variations of those guys that I think make total sense, um, especially if Jimmy continues to be a 44% three-point shooter. Then you've got more space than you thought you had. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I don't you know, know if you want that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on four attempts, by the way. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that lineup specifically would be tough to get to. But, like, Ethan, you said this early on, and I kind of disagreed with you, and I've been on a, on a different – trajectory with Oladipo this season that he could be an X factor and a good player that would be inserted into the Philly series. And I'm coming around now. I see the vision. I see where you were going with that. He can be inserted. It's just not going to be counted on. That's I mean, the, the other Correct. thing about that, that lineup, and then I'll get to Holland's uh, comment there. The, the other thing about that lineup, I mean, again, you got to have enough space. That lineup to me is you're up eight. Okay. With two and a half minutes left. 
and then we're going to roll out our defensive lockdown lineup, then and yes. The, and, and, and that's why I say that I think the Oladipo role in a Philly series may be, yeah, we can't play Tyler and Struess here. Like that's to, to me, that's where it comes. It's, it's, we look, they've hunted Tyler once they're going to hunt him again. Okay. We can't Duncan's out of the mix there. You, you can't. You, you, so it's, we can't play Tyler here. Okay. In these. And so we're going to go to a defensive group and we're going to put Oladipo on the court. I can see, I can see that at this stage, especially if Tyler's not lighting it up offensively. How low would the minutes go on Tyler? Cause I feel like there is something like, I don't know intuitively to me you have to keep tyler in a, a major rotation p uh you know spot no matter what i don't know like for better or worse like are you really gonna shelve tyler hero i, no, I, just... I don't think you're shelving him but but i i think that you've said this Th this team understands that there are certain times they're gonna go in and certain times they're gonna go out look putting tyler as a six man which is something he clearly doesn't love uh you know was a decision that that he had to accept i i think that there are decisions that will have to be accepted to try to win a championship. I think if Depot and also there's a personal relationship we know of between Oladipo and Hero. I'm not saying that that Tyler's going to be happy about it, but I'm saying that if he's getting hunted, remember in, in Philadelphia that night they didn't have other options. That's true. They didn't have other options. Gabe wasn't healthy either. They uh, if 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 that you know I was at that game. If if they had if they had other options, Spo would have would have yanked Tyler. Okay, he would have played Gabe. He would have played Vic. He would have played somebody else. He just couldn't. Um, you were at that game, so that's why you got hunted because you're a jinx, remember? Well, well that 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 people made, are starting to think you're rubbing off on me. You know, I've actually Shrews, got that Shrews comment. Told me not, like, Shrews told, Shrews told me not to come anymore. Uh, uh, Holland's comment that Jimmy clearly wants Vic out there again. I, I wouldn't overreact if you listen to Jimmy at press conferences, depending on what mood he's in. First thing, Jimmy's going to be contrary for the sake of being contrary, it's just the, what he does. I've learned this if you. If you tell Jimmy he something he wants to hear, he's going to tell you he doesn't want to hear it. It's just it, that's how he is, okay? But you'll also, if you listen to him long enough, you'll hear he wants to play with 13 other guys on the roster. LeBron was like this. LeBron wanted to play with everybody. The only guy sometimes I question is, is Duncan with Jimmy. But everybody else, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure he wants to play with. Okay, don't aggregate that, okay? But I'm just saying he's the only one that he's like the snarkiness seems a little intentional. But like the, the, the rest of this, he wants to play with Max. Well, if he's going to play, he wants to play with Max and Vic's going to play. He's going to play with Max less. He loves Gabe. I always see him with Gabe all the time. He wants to play with Gabe, but he plays with Gabe all the time. He's not going to play with, with, uh, with Vic as much. Um, top from Tyler. I think Vic's role is Tyler and Tucker are playing horrible. May as well get defense out there. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but that's kind of yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like if Maxi rolls out and gets like, you know, nine points straight in a quarter, like maybe you're to your point and to that comment like you put depot out there and try to see if it slows him down i mean it's i would look at at victor oladipo again in a baseball context he's a, he's a, he's a left-handed reliever who throws 95 he's situational like you, you need to get an out in this situation against this guy we're gonna roll out vic i don't think vic is warming up in the bullpen okay on a consistent basis i i think it's more situational all right two more and then we got to go because Manny's got stuff to do. Bam is the X factor in the Philly series. He needs to play better. I, I think we all agree on that. I, we did a pod the other night. Uh, this, and even last night we talked about it, Alex and Brady and I, Bam, what Bam's doing is good enough for this series. It's not good enough for the next. Okay. There, there has to be more there. And the same is true of Tyler. 
You are going up a level in competition. This is Mike Tyson's punch out. Okay, not on a plane. Uh, this is Mike Tyson's punch out. If you remember, who is it? Glass Joe, you got in the first round. Yeah. Trey Young is Glass Joe, okay? Then there's Bald Bull, right? I remember Bald Bull. You're I like up Bald to- Bull for Trey Young better, though. But uh, anyway. I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's Glass Joe. I think we've seen he's Glass Joe. Then Bald <laughs> Bull, right? You're moving up in class. I don't want to go further because Mike Tyson's punch out was the most unintentionally racist game that's ever existed. But I just, I'm just going to say, okay, that you're moving up in class here a little bit. You're, you're going to need to be better. All right, last, last one here. Let's go. Uh, the fact that everyone's slandering Bam and not t- – I don't think everybody's slandering Bam. Are they? I'm not, I mean, no, no more than Some usual. Are. There, there's people being tough on him, but like, come on, we're up three one. Move on. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think we've been pointing out the Tyler thing here. I mean, I, I we've been pointing. I mean, and has, Bam and Bam and Bam. I mean, you look at I mean, we did a whole episode about the two of them. I mean, you you, you look at the, these. Look, this is enough to get by. There are other narratives that I know Greg would love to get to, and we're going to wait on. Okay where Bam and Tyler are supposed to take the heat into the next generation. It's not supposed to be so Jimmy and PJ Tucker and Kyle Lowry reliant right, right now. Okay. I mean, it's coming. Don't worry. Right. It's, but it it may be what's necessary at the moment. Okay. That's what we're saying. But I think to feel better about the heat's future, we want to see Bam and Tyler play well in the, in the games as they move up Mike Tyson's punch out. That's all as I, as I date myself here. All right, thanks everybody for joining. We'll do more of these here. Uh, they're, they're fun, and and I don't have to prepare for them. Uh, Prizemix.com. Use the code five F I V E. All pro construction builders. Reach out to Danny. Just talk heat with him, and then get get your impact windows and doors done as well. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.